0: Namaskar. Namaskara. Namaskaram. Namaskaram. Good evening and a warm welcome to Indica Academy Washington DC Chapter's webinar, Crown of India, Kashmir through the millennia. My name is Rasita and I'm one of the conveners of Indica DC Chapter. I hope all of you are staying safe and healthy through these unusual times. On behalf of our chapter, I'm thankful to each of you for attending this webinar. Thanks to the pandemic, we are fortunate that physical distance no longer limits us from attending such ruminating sessions. Before we begin our talk, here is a brief introduction of what Indic Academy does. We are a non-traditional university for traditional knowledge. We seek to build a global renaissance based on Indic civilizational thought. We are pursuing a multidimensional strategy across time, space, and cost by establishing centers of excellence transforming intellectuals and building an ecosystem. We are a 501 c 3 not-for-profit organization here in the US and all contributions made to us are tax exempt. Please visit our website, www.indicacademy.org. Explore and navigate our various activities, platforms and initiatives. Support us in our endeavor to build a free and fair platform for Indic voices. Do follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, where we are, at Indic Academy. We have an amazing lineup of online events with scholarly speakers being organized by our chapters worldwide. And now, not to take up any more of your time, let us dive into our webinar. I would like to present our moderator, Ms. Sunanda Vashisht, who will introduce our expert panelists and will steer this conversation forward. Sunanda is a writer, political commentator, and a columnist. She's written extensively about the conflict-ridden region of Jammu and Kashmir. She herself has been a victim of ethnic cleansing that took place in Kashmir Valley in 1990. Recently, she represented the Kashmiri Hindu Voice and addressed the human rights situation in Kashmir at the US Congress Tom Lanto's Human Rights Commission. In 2015, she co-founded Mindmakers, a new age media company that enables exchange of global ideas and solutions. She routinely takes up speaking assignments about Kashmir and political affairs of India. Over to Sunanda Ji.
1: Thank you for that generous um, introduction, um, Rasata. And um, it's always a uh, I have to let people know a bit of secret. Rasita is a friend, and that's why that generous introduction happened. Um, but anyway, today, I am glad that Indic, op- Indic Academy gave me this opportunity not only um, to be here, to use this platform, this wonderful platform, and also they asked me to be a moderator, which makes my job much easier because the my guests today, the panelists today, are um, such... Um, you know, renowned intellectuals and thinkers that I really do not need to do much. Um, But just to get started, our topic today is very ambitious. Um, Kashmir, crown of India and across the millennia. Kashmir, across the millennia. This is, you know, you... Normally would take a few years to do this, but we are um, in this jet set age. We are supposed to talk about the entire history of India, uh, entire history of Kashmir in about an hour, hour and a half. We'll try to do our best. And in order to do this, I'm going to narrow it down a little bit for our audience and for um, our panelists. Recently, and I've been thinking about this a lot. And in fact, this morning also, um, I was telling before, um, you know, the panelists before, uh, I think I didn't sleep all night. We were watching um, you know, what happened in India last night. Um, a, you know, um, Bhumi Poojan of um, uh, Ram Mandir after 500 years of struggle. So it set me thinking it set me thinking about a basic question that we are going to try and answer through this webinar. Where does the history begin? Does it begin wherever it's convenient for us ideologically? Or do we go to the point where as academics and as I have such scholars... Do we go to the beginning of the beginning in order for people to make their make up their mind about history, because history continues to be a battlefield not just in India, but it continues to be a battlefield across the world. And the reason for that is the basic reason for that is people don't know where history should begin. In Hagia Sophia, where should the history begin? Should it begin where the temple was made? I mean, where um, the mosque was made? Should it be, should it go back to where the cathedral was made? Or should it go back to its pagan past? Nobody talks about the pagan past. Um, Amish often says that, you know, uh, people are fighting about between the mosque and um, a cathedral, and uh, but no one talks about the pagan uh, temple it was built on because there are no pagans left there. Simple thing. But there are a lot of pagans left in our part of the world. So we will talk about the pagan history um, and we'll go back to Kashmir and we will try to see that is Kashmir really a place where you see AK-47s and Klashenkovs? Is it a place where you see, um, is it a place that you see in um, old Hindi movies? Is it a place that you um, get your Kesar and Saffron from? Is it a home of Pashmina shawls? Kashmir is all this, but a lot more than that. In its bosom, Kashmir, the history of Kashmir, the valley of Kashmir, has hidden many betrayals and has hidden many stories. We will try to uncover those betrayals across the history. We'll try to uncover those, you know, moments, Um, in our history. And also we'll try to connect one important part. This is not a political discussion, I must say it offset, And this is not at even though I am here, this is not a political discussion, nor is this a geopolitical discussion. We are putting it totally in a civilizational context. So for our young audience who often ask, what is there in this piece of land that we need? We are fighting so much about. Why are we every day we sacrifice our best and our best soldiers there, our best and our finest? What is there in Kashmir? Is it is it just a piece of land, or is it a strategically important place, which it is? Or is it because a so, no sovereign country can give up a piece of land? Again, true. But then there is also a civilizational connect where Kashmir and India cannot exist without each other. So that civilizational connect is something that we are going to explore. I have wonderful panelists here, those who need no introduction. Um, joining us from India is Mr. Virendra Kazi. He's a Kashmiri Pandit with the deep exposure to culture and spirituality of Kashmir. He joined public sector after completing his education. He presents the classical traditional wisdom and practice of Kashmir Shaivism, something you must have heard. His first passion was Mystic Shaiv Yogini Laleshwari or Lala, Harvaks or sayings, convey the essence of Shaiva Agamas in Kashmir Shaivism. The main focus is on the sadhana aspect so that we get spiritual transformation. Kashmir Shaivism is based on the ancient wisdom of Agamas Tantra. It's a universal spirituality which hope opens the inner door to self-realization. Besides guiding us for the ha- for harmonious material life, it takes us to the highest level of divine realization. From Mr. Virendraji, when I come to him, I would like to know from him how and you know Kashmir Shaivism came about in India, and then how does it connect to sh- various roots and shoots across India? So I will come to him in a little bit, but before that I must um, introduce my other very eminent panelist, Dr. Subhash Kak, who absolutely needs no introduction, um, but I must still, um, I don't get paid for this, but I still have to do this. Um, Subhash Kak is an Indian American computer scientist who has made major contributions to cryptography, artificial neural networks, and is recognized as one of the pioneers of quantum computing. Dr. Uh, Karg has published on history of science, the philosophy of science, ancient astronomy, and the history of mathematics. He's is the author of 20 books, some of which have been translated into French, German, Italian, Spanish, Korean, and Serbian. As a philosopher, the reason he is here today, Subhashi maintains that a fundamental subject-object dichotomy makes it possible for science only to deal with objects and not with perceiving subject, and therefore, it's impossible to create a formal science of um, consciousness. His announcement of an astronomy of the Vedic period in his book, The Astronomical Code of Rig Veda, challenged academic views related to Aryan invasion and the nature of early Indian science. He co-authored the seminal work in Search of Cradle of Civilization in 1995, which participates in the debate and polemics on the origin of Indian culture. So with such eminent panel, I really don't need to do anything and to move on to my panelists.